0: Transitions can be hard. One moment we think we have it all figured out, and suddenly we are faced with the unexpected. Hi, I'm your host, Sarai Montoya. I believe that everyone has a special mission in this world, and through this means, I want to be a light in your path if you are ready to get inspired. Come join me on the Sarai Montoya podcast. Together, We will learn to maintain joy while navigating through seasons in life, a joy that is long lasting and sustainable. I will be releasing episodes every Wednesday with topics to encourage you to continue striving to be the best version of yourself, but most importantly, the person God has called you to be. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sarai Montoya Podcast. I am so happy that you gave yourself some space to listen in today. A few months ago, as spring was coming to an end, I wrote a small devotional titled, Consider the Lilies. And in today's episode, I'd like to elaborate more on that topic and include an application exercise with the hopes of encouraging you to embrace with joy the season God currently has you in. We can identify where we stand in our life if we are more grateful and present in our day. But many times, our thoughts can prevent us from feeling the joy and peace that God has gifted us through His Holy Spirit. Sometimes we let our circumstances define who we are. And yes, in reality, what we think shapes who we are. Our lives really do follow the direction of our thoughts. But greater is God, and He has the power to transform our thoughts if we allow Him in our lives. Jesus says in Matthew 6.38, "...consider how the lilies of the field grow. They do not toil, nor do they spin." God faithfully says to consider the lilies of the field. He reminds us that the lily doesn't worry, but yet they still grow. If you were to study the science behind the growth of lilies, you will realize that the lily doesn't complain where it's planted, and it still grows beautifully in any type of environment as long as it gets sufficient water. Similarly, as God's flowers, we too can take rest and surrender to who God has created us to be, as long as we are receiving His living water regularly. Seeking God's word empowers us to grow and feel His warmth no matter what season we may be going through. During your walk with God, you may experience seasons of blooming and seasons that strip your outward beauty but remember that outward beauty of a flower is temporary but the bulb remains grounded and while grounded you have the potential to expand your roots to learn and to later bloom even more many times we toil and spin Because our prayers aren't answered right away or they're not answered the way we were expecting. And we're trying to do it all ourselves. But we need to understand that when God is silent, it's because He is working. And that is a perfect moment to grab a hold of God even more. It's so important to establish spiritual disciplines that will help us keep spiritually nourished. Especially, during what may seem like a difficult season. I remember when I first became a mom, and this was mainly after my daughter was born, I had two little babies under 2 years old. I call them my Irish twins because they are only 12 months apart. During that time, I felt that I was drowning at first. I was nursing, changing diapers, feeding every 2 hours. And for those of you who know me, you know that I like structure and keeping things organized. And as a new mom of two precious babies, I didn't have a set schedule because I was just trying to figure out what worked and what didn't at first. But those few months of trial and error with two babies, I knew I wasn't going to be able to advance anywhere with my own strength. During that time, I was also running Christian Brigades, our nonprofit. I just needed to get a hold of God. I knew that if I truly wanted to be a good mom, if I truly wanted to do the best in other areas of my life, I was going to need to do something drastic. And it was during that time that I made it a priority to wake up at 5 a.m. every morning before my babies woke up. So that I could have quiet time with God. I would ask God to give me strength. To help me during my day. And the moment I would open my Bible. His word would feed my soul. And I would feel his power. I would feel his joy. I would feel his peace. And his word would remind me that I wasn't alone. That he was with me. And after my morning devotional. I would get up and go on a morning run. Connecting with God first before anyone else has allowed me to prioritize my self-care and fill up my spirit before pouring into others. It's been two years since I made that a part of my lifestyle, and I'm so grateful that I had to go through that difficult season in my early motherhood days so that something so beautiful, such as a stronger relationship with God, could bloom from it. Perhaps you may be going through a difficult season in life, at work, or in ministry, but remember that our joy was never designed to be fed by our circumstances. It was meant to be fueled by Christ. We need to acknowledge what we feel and acknowledge what we think in order to move forward to what God has called us to do. God knew you before you were born. And He knows your thoughts even before you say them. So we can't let our circumstances stop us from God's blessings for our life. We can't let our current situation take over our life. In Philippians 4 verse 8 through 9, the Apostle Paul writes, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, Whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. Paul tells us that our thoughts shape our lives. The life we have is a reflection of what we think. Many times, we don't think about the power of our thoughts, which only makes them that much more powerful. Proverbs 23 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Therefore, when you start feeling triggers that lead to toxic thinking, anxious thoughts, negativity, hopelessness, or stress, you need to ask yourself, do I like the direction my thoughts are taking me? Do I like these feelings? If your answer is no, then maybe it's time to change your thinking. But you need to decide to change your mind so that God can change your life. You can live a life free of anxiety and negativity while also experiencing the joy and peace that comes from God as you live in his truth. You are not alone in this journey. God is with you each step of the way. He's ready to help you transform your thinking. His thoughts will become your thoughts if you let him take over your life. So next time you see a flower, take a moment to admire its beauty and its fragileness. It grows beautifully without worrying about the future. I know sometimes it's hard to feel stuck in a place or a season where you want to move forward. But don't rush to get out of it. God has a purpose for it. Learn to thrive where He has planted you. Even if you find yourself planted under some concrete at the moment, where life seems unfair, look for the crack in the concrete to find your way out and choose joy. God is always moving in your life whether you are in full bloom or not. As a way to apply these concepts in a more practical manner I want to share one fun way. One way to maintain joy during your current season is by seeing the positives in your life through the practice of gratitude. Perhaps you hear a lot about gratitude these days, but in a culture of wanting more, the experience of gratitude is difficult to achieve. Practicing gratitude makes you more satisfied with the life God has gifted you. Over time, you start to appreciate the little things, things that you probably took for granted before, whether it's a loved one, the place you live in, your health, Our relationship with God becomes stronger because we are appreciative of where we stand and what He has given us. Additionally, there's a lot of health benefits to practicing gratitude, like a stronger immunity, lower blood pressure, and better sleep. It's a great way to self-care because it reduces stress and helps you be more productive and happier in your day. When we're grateful, we begin to see the world with more humility, appreciation, and gratitude. If you could take a moment and just look around you right now, what do you see? And scan the space around you and recognize that the things that you have and are able to enjoy are things to others who made it possible for you to obtain. Perhaps your family, your parents, Someone made it possible for you to be where you're at. But most importantly, it's thanks to God. There's people in this world that may be going through political turmoil, hunger, homelessness, and persecution. Yet, you are so blessed. Waking up with appreciation for God's work in your life, even for the tiniest things He's done for you, allows you to see the world differently. And these feelings of appreciation prevent you from overexhausting exhausting yourself in your job, in ministry with your family, or from reaching certain goals. You learn to live in the moment and enjoy the process God is taking you through. There's a game my husband and I play a few times a week. It's called The Gratitude Countdown. I adapted it from the Calm app a while back and I love it. And the way the gratitude countdown works is whenever you feel bad emotions are coming to you or you just simply want to tap into gratitude, challenge yourself to list 10 things you're grateful for on the spot very quickly. I'm going to show you how to do it in a moment. Usually after I go through my list, my husband goes through his list. And this exercise, it can be done alone or with a friend. So here we go, gratitude countdown. 10, the warm chocolate chip cookie from Panera. It was delicious. Nine, the fact that I live in a beautiful city with great weather and can sit outside my balcony at sunrise for a morning devotional. Eight, that my mom was able to watch my son for a day And I got to spend some quality time with my daughter, which I don't get to do much. 7. The sunset being reflected in my window while I was working. And so it goes from 10 to 1. This exercise has been one of my favorites for a few reasons. The first is that saying the words out loud allows me to fully focus on the feeling of gratitude. Another reason why I like it is that you can do it anytime, anywhere. You could be at the store, when you're driving, at the end of a long day. And lastly, the experience of sharing this list with someone as well as hearing their list makes for an even richer experience. As you say your list, it's important to do your best to be specific. For example, instead of saying, 10, my family, 9, my home. Bring specificity to each acknowledgement. Don't only share what you're grateful for, but how and why. You might say, I'm grateful that my family snuggled with me this morning and made me feel loved. Or you could say, I'm grateful for the view out my bedroom window, the sunset and beautiful trees bring me joy. You see the difference in how that feels? By being specific and setting an actual scene in our mind's eyes, naturally evokes an authentic feeling of gratitude. So this week, I want to challenge you to practice doing this gratitude countdown. You do it on your own or with someone when you have a moment. I would encourage you to do it with someone. It's always a little bit more fun, but it's okay if you do it on your own. Remember to try to see the positives in your life and how blessed you actually are compared to many others in this world. God has more in store for you. Keep striving, keep positive, and be grateful. Remember that God's timing is always perfect. And when life gets tough, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They do not toil nor they spin. Before we close, I want to say a special prayer so that God's presence may continue to be felt as you go about your week. Dear God, thank you for your presence, for reminding us that in moments of difficulty, we should not wither. Your word gives us strength through examples of how nature moves from season to season without worrying. So we come before you, Lord, asking you to help us keep our thoughts aligned with your word and your promises. I pray in advance that you may remind my listener that they are not alone in this journey, that you are with them each step of the way, ready to help transform their thinking patterns. I pray that their thoughts become your thoughts, that your spirit may flow in them throughout their day as they also bring light to others. Lastly, I pray that they may develop more gratitude in their hearts so that they may embrace with joy the season you have them in. God, we love you and we thank you. And we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me on today's episode and giving yourself this space to join in on the Sarayim Montoya podcast. To view the complete show notes and all the links mentioned in today's episode, visit saraimontoya.com slash podcast. And before you go, make sure to subscribe so that you may receive notifications right when new episodes are released. Lastly, I do have a quick favor to ask. If you're enjoying the podcast so far, I hope you'll let me know by leaving a review in Apple Podcasts. I'd love to read your reviews. Reviews let Apple know that great listeners like yourself Enjoy the show and that helps us expand our reach. So thank you so much. I pray that this podcast truly empowers you to become a better version of yourself. But most importantly, the person God has called you to be. I look forward to talking to you next time.